0: Seven International. I am Costas Llanos, or Costas with a K, and I'll be your host for tonight. And I am joined by none other than the one and only Aris Bulubasis. Aris, how
1: are you today? I've been better. I've been a whole, I've lot, been better. A whole
0: lot better. Well, uh, uh, th- 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 that was just me trying to be, you know, trying to be a host, right there. I think we all, we can all echo the same sentiments there, Aris. Quite a, quite a disastrous Sunday. Quite a. Uh, A Hapless Sunday a disappointing Sunday, but before we get To all of that uh, guys uh, Please if you haven't done so already, please do like and subscribe Uh, Liking this video really helps the algorithm and really helps the uh, the channel grow and if you subscribe Please add to our to our subscription as we near 4,000 subscribers on YouTube Let's share the message to all the Greeks of the diaspora and of course all the Greeks in uh, Greece and Cyprus uh Olympiacos fans everywhere every time we go to the karaiskaki we meet people from all from all over the world me and myself have met people from australia from Greece, from uh, from greece obviously from greece and from the us from many many areas and it's always always an honor to see how far the name of olympiakos the good name of olympiakos has gone and obviously do support us on patreon please do check out patreon.com for a slash gate seven international that's patreon.com slash gate seven international and join us for some amazing perks uh such as joining our whatsapp group uh where you're gonna we're gonna be be giving you all the latest regarding Kos, our opinions some analysis a lot of cool graphs that aris makes with ai uh all of the um, all of the detailed stats regarding our team who's doing well where who's doing who's not doing well where Uh, and obviously some amazing interviews that keep coming your way. So, Ari, quite a game we had today. Uh, Olympiakos visited the Panthesaleco to take on Volos. The scoreline was 2-2, which was obviously not the right scoreline. It should have been quite different. Um, I got lots to say, but I think I'd like to start with you first. So, what do you make of what we saw there, Ari?
1: Well Costa there's there's a, lot. there's a lot. Um it's uh unfortunately I mean it's I don't even know I don't even know where to begin to be honest with you the uh, be, because the title the title of the episode right Thrillos robbed as chaos erupts in dramatic encounter that's the title of the episode and all of there's so many things that can exist in a vacuum so many things that can exist collectively Uh, There's a lot of people that say it's not, you know, we, it's still Volos, which is true. It is still Volos. We should win one way or another. The, but all of these things can be true. It is Volos. We should have won. The VAR, the way VAR was used, which isn't just the case with Greece, although this was probably one of the worst instances of VAR I've seen since VAR has been put together. All of these things can be true. Uh from from the players, uh individual mistakes again, uh causing a lot of problems for us, especially in the back. The there are so many things that lead up to this. The environment, the environment that we play in. We do ourselves no favors, the structure of the club. I mean, Costa, the article that you wrote uh that that we published this morning, the the blog, the 10 questions for uh Kos and for, and for Marinakis, I thought hit so many things like on the point organization plan structure what 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 is what is the plan and all of this like all of this chaos that goes on in the background is comes to a head when something like this happens Freiburg was a disaster and there, that was a disaster for different reasons. But were the refs at the our problem against Freiburg? No, they weren't. We were just garbage against Freiburg. And then we have this game against Volos. And again, I'm not, I'm not putting the blame on any one person in particular because there was a lot of stuff that what goes into today. Sure, the VAR, the VAR usage was terrible. Absolutely. But it's just everything around it is also bad. You know, if we were if we were playing well from start to finish today in the Volos game and, and this happened, or if we were playing really well and then this happens, uh, it, it's it's that that's one thing. But if you're not playing well and you start getting these results, any press release from the club, which is the same as it always is, let's be honest doesn't mean much. And I have spent so much of today annoyed, angry, and upset. And it's still difficult even though now I feel like I'm in like a better position than I was before. I it's still hard for me to like coalesce my thoughts and and really say everything in a coherent way that I I want to say because there, there's so many problems. And then, and then, you know, the and then the fans after the fact. Okay, we're not going to get a point deduction this time because the game finished, but we're going to have two to four matches behind closed doors in addition to what we already have. We're not going to have fans in the stadium, Costa, potentially until March. So I understand that fans get upset. You're upset on the field. And I understand that they get super incensed and they feel like they have to take action by entering in the field. But let me ask you, Costa, what good has come from any fan involvement on the pitch? What good has that? How have they? I saw I saw this on Twitter. It takes, we have to protect the team because nobody else will do it. How are you protecting us? How how is anybody throwing that's throwing a firecracker or that's jumping on the field and attacking uh police or the var booth as shitty as they are? How is that protecting the team? When you make, make the team play behind closed doors, how are you protecting the team when we're getting a point deduction and losing games on paper because of that? There's so many people to blame for so many different things this season. And 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 so and and the fans aren't without blame too, especially the ones that go to the stadium and do this kind of things. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, Costa. You know, we we like to get upset. A lot of people like to get about upset about Martinez for certain things, right? Need I remind everybody, if we don't lose that game on paper, I think that it'll be a game after we got the goal, we either draw or win that match if it finishes, in my opinion. At this point, even with this draw, if we don't lose that game on paper, we're still winning the league. We're still ahead. We're still at the top of the table. So Martinez is risking getting fired, right? When on merit he should be at the top of the table. That that's what we're talking about here. And then this happens today: was was the game two-two? Was two goals getting called back? Reto's getting a red card. Ibona being a dumbass. Is that is that on him? Is that on Martinez? Now I'm not I'm not absolving him of blame for things, but these, this is just me kind of my thoughts as they're coming. But my my message is, my message here is I just I we talked a lot about when the players the press was talking about all oh, the players had a chat. Uh, you know, Lombro was joking about Gustas Fortunis's accent in a locker room chat. Uh, words mean nothing if you don't have the actions to back them up, and that doesn't just go for the, the players. That goes for that goes for the club as well. When we say all of these things, we have to take the actions to back it up. So the club now needs to take an action to back itself up. What's the, what is the action? Well, that's, that's for them to decide. But the action either needs to be one, one thing or another. No no more vagueness with the, with the insiders and, and media. You either support the coach, you back them, you lay it on the line right now, or you do the opposite. You, you make a stance. That's what, that is the action that has to be taken stop leaving the stuff in the wind, the vagueness, take the action, whether, whether it is to fire Martinez or not, you know, that our opinion on that is a different story, but back up the sentiment, back up the words with the action, stand behind the coach. If you're going to stand behind the coach, say what you're going to say. That's it. I talked about the communication on the last episode. Costa, you and I also kind of talked about that as well. Communicate, Communicate that. I mean, the, 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 we, we, we have to evolve a little bit here because this club set the standard with Pedro Martins. He had success, and even on the decline, we stuck with him. He was here for over four seasons, Gosta. Fired, of course, at the beginning of the fifth season, very early on. Well, the other, the other top clubs in Greece took notice. Ike brought on a coach. They, they, they've stuck behind him. He he's now here. Jovanovic has now been at, at Panathinaikos for a while. Balk brought Luchescu back, and things were hairy for a while. They've still stuck with him, even after his return. The other clubs in Greece, except for Adis in the top the top clubs will say, have learned and they've adapted, and they've and they have taken this on themselves, and they've adapted and done this. We've now regressed.
0: well uh please do let me if there are still any uh issues with my audio uh i look at the uh, banner down there var travesty but it's still volos well at the end of the day i mean if you're playing at a game where you should have scored four goals but right. var says no i'm gonna i'm gonna cut two of them well doesn't matter if it's volos doesn't matter if it's real madrid doesn't matter if it's if, if it's uh i mean if you're getting really bad calls from volos that's still an issue and plus, this is a team that, well, is having its own issues. It comes from a 5-0 humiliation against Freiburg, arguably Costa's most humiliating loss in Europe. And plus, <laughs> there was a lot of tension and a lot of worry and a lot of stress regarding uh, Diego Martinez because the, the feeling was that Diego Martinez would be done after Volos, that a new manager would come in. Carlos Carvalhal was brought up by from CNN Portugal. Uh, others are talking about Nuno Espírito Santo. It's going to be a Portuguese guy because the new technical director, Pedro Alves, is also Portuguese. Therefore, it makes sense that it's going to be a Portuguese guy. And it showed that the club was affected from it. By the way, Joros uh, Masuras and Ayub El Kabi celebrated their, uh, the, 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 their goals that were overruled. They ran to him and hugged him. Masuras even called his teammates. To do it and uh, to, to join him in this hug for the for the, for the coach and they just they didn't do it because Martinez gives the best hugs and they're gonna miss those hugs. They did it because they wanted to send a message to Vigelis Marinakis, to the powers that be, to us, to the to the fans. Stick with this guy. Don't get rid of him. We want him here. We're fighting for him. Even even with the referees and VAR against us, we're still fighting him. And goddamn it, you know what, guys. I'm, 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 the last few days i've read a lot of comments i've heard a lot of people saying the clubs the club is in shambles the team is shit. you know what guys those guys fought today yeah the club is not great we don't play like pep guardiola's barcelona yes you're right but those players kept fighting till the end after two disallowed goals after two bullshit decisions from var did you see where the lines were in Masura's goal First of all I mean the, the masura's goal didn't make any sense the line where they put the line. they put the lines on Ayubel el kabi not masuras was behind El-Kabi. Uh, uh, the lines even went through what was his name al they went through him through his face the red line went through his face and then went up to the stands the same with the the same with the second goal the same with uh, it, it, it was just it was just unbelievable the whole thing today And they kept fighting. I see. I see some people saying the club is finished. We're we're a joke. We're shambles. Marinakis should leave. For those of you who read my article, I finish it with the following warning: You think we're finished now? Wait until Marinakis leaves, and you'll see finished. I promise you. I promise you on everything I got. You will see finished. I'm not talking about not making it to the Champions League. I'm not talking about not winning the league. I'm talking about relegation, motherfucker. That's what I'm talking to you about. If nikes leaves, that's what's going to happen. In Greece, a football club without an owner is like a two year old without parents. You're fucked. You, you cannot go without an owner. The same the Premier League, the same the Championnat, the same La Liga, this ain't the same Serie A. If Marinakis leaves, we're screwed. And I'm
1: sorry and to say teams, this, but Costa, the Serie A teams that have been firing their coaches midseason, look who they've hired.
0: Sir, what nobody what, 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 special. Sir, what do you mean? What do you mean by that?
1: No, I'm saying, imagine if they, if they, if some of these Italian teams that have fired their coaches early on, right? I think there's, there's two that I can think of. They, I, I. I I, I i listen to A podcasts a lot and they talk about the drought of coaches available if it's hard for a club in a top five league to find a coach how do you think we're going to find a good one in the middle well, of, of the course
0: but i would like to i would like to address a comment here from a real fan mike scob finished we will be together with a team on second division well there's a real fan I would like to, to conclude by saying that what the fans rightly chanted towards the players at Freiburg, opios de borina those who can't then F off, this also goes for fans, Olympiacos is not a kind of team that you follow because, oh, we win the league in December, oh, we make it to the knockouts without much hassle, you're going to support this team when they're, when they're at a relegation bout and if you're not okay with that, go support Man City, go support one of those bullshit Saudi clubs. If that's too much for you, to the players, to Marinakis, to the fans, to everyone. And on that note, I would like to welcome the other Costas, the one with the C. So, Costa, what's your take? Well, um,
2: good evening, everyone. I wasn't sure if I was going to come out tonight. Um, already, it's been been a difficult week with the drumming that we had in Europe and a lot of what was going on before today's game had nothing to do with the game itself. As we know, uh, all the talk was about imminent change of manager, um, Martinez's last game, all about getting the three points and just getting on with it and expecting a big Monday, Uh, lots of changes on Monday. In the end, I don't know what to expect tomorrow um you guys already talked about the circumstances of the game and the var decisions and 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 whatnot so i don't really you know (laughs) i don't want to comment on that now i just feel like if i was martinez today and i had a notion that i was about to get sacked then after seeing how today evolved I'd probably be like, do you know what? Screw this. (laughs) Anyway, I'm out. Uh, No professional football player, no father taking his son or daughter or kids to the football stadium. No one should have to go through what went through today in terms of the, the surrounding violence. And I understand people being upset I understand people getting emotional, but I think that this is, um, you know, we've fallen into the trap today. I think um, we all know, people that watch this podcast, Olympiacos fans, we all know the situation in, in Greek football, how it is. I think our opponents knew we were weak, knew we were hurting. And they knew where to where to hit us today. Not to say that we're not um, we're not accountable for our own mistakes. The penalty giveaways, Retos Ibora, um, But we clearly could have turned that game around and it just feels like they didn't you know, they didn't want to let us play, play the game fair. And, and that's what infuriates everyone. And then you just have, you know, it's just a question of separation of people that can control their emotions and people that, that can't, people that feel so angry, so infuriated that it leads to violence. And it's not the first time we see it in Greek football. It's not just, you know, our fans. It's, you know, we see it, it's a societal thing. <laughs> in the end, we're going to end up talking about societal issues on on a football podcast. That's, you know, that's uh, that's what we're talking about. Um, so, you know, that was ugly at the end and, you know, you felt if you felt like, even though it was a drab game and we weren't playing particularly well, like, you saw a passion like Masouras' goal he, he ran off to the manager and he was calling everyone to go to the manager and celebrate together, that was really like, quite emotional to see, like, given the circumstances around the game, as I said earlier, and then the same with El Kabi, and then, you know, that being taken away and while for the for the second goal, I think I think El Alabi is marginally offside, let's say. But the first one, the first one, if, if they didn't, you know, find um, El Carbi obstruction, they would have found something else. You just feel like they were gonna find something to screw us. And and that's what's um and that's what really really makes it hard today. And then of course, yeah, the game didn't finish. The game didn't finish. Um and that's sad because I felt like we could have won. It, it did like, finish. No, yeah, no, yeah, but it didn't. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the game, the game ended prematurely, and then they both agreed to go out and kick the ball around and end the game so that they don't get penalised. Um, so, you know, I felt like we could have won that game at the end, and you know, things got out of hand. And I was saying, if I was Martinez, maybe I wouldn't mind leaving. Actually, leaving this situation. And then the other thing is. And I'll 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 conclude with this: if I'm a manager, prospective manager that's been in discussions with Olympiakos the past few days, or you know, considering taking up an offer to join Olympiakos, you know, no logical man in their right mind would want to come to Greece right now um, because of the situation in Greek football, and of course, you know, our situation itself is 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 challenging already, um, as you outlined in in your in your blog article Gosta. so you know where does that leave us we don't know um the statement that the club came out with was more or less what i expected um but doesn't offer any solution and i don't know what the solution is to be honest so I, I do have an, an idea of what a solution might be but just that there are no politicians with with the balls to to do that and sorry i said i would stop already um you know if 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 the Greek Prime Minister has the balls, and this is an unpopular opinion, tomorrow you go out and you make a statement saying all Greek clubs are excluded from European competitions hitherto until you sort your act out. Because that's where we are. That's where we are with Greek football. It is a vicious cycle. And that's the only thing that's going to make them... It's going to hurt everyone's pocket. And it's going to make everyone sit around the table and say, all right, we need to fix this
1: because it's hurting
2: all of us. But I don't think, you know, we all know Greek politicians don't have the balls to do that for for other for other reasons that we can't talk about on this podcast either.
0: Well, I would like to address um, a quick comment uh, based on what I said before. Uh, From Lekis Gavala's bullshit, there are hundreds better than Marinakis The team would be better off in two years without any of these generous and selfless benefactors. That's exactly the kind of things Panathinaikos said before they got rid of the Vardinoyanis family. And now they haven't won the league for thirteen years, and they barely haven't done. They basically haven't done anything in Europe for about ten of them. Uh, I I would like to ask you guys. I mean, obviously in this podcast we don't talk about referees, but we cannot ignore what happened here. I mean, I'm looking at those pictures. I'm I've taken screenshots, and I'm looking uh I'm looking at the um the first goal I mean the line starts at El Kabi, and Masuras is behind him and Masuras was the one that scored the goal uh, and obviously I'm looking at the the red line that's all over the place and even covers the stands and then I'm looking at the second goal and it it really looks like El Arabi is covered by Conta what's his name Cornet and the line even goes through his hand I don't know the the line is supposedly needs to start where the hand starts but let's say it starts from the elbow it's obvious here that he's still covering him so my question I guess to you guys is that is that will Olympiacos be allowed to win the league can Olympiacos win the league this season I'm not let's say Olympiacos bring three amazing players in January three players that just take Olympiacos to the next level and it shows in the conference. I mean uh, will we see more uh refereeing calls like this Ari what do you think
1: look man it's it's not it's not over by by any stretch I mean we look look what happened last year when we were way further back uh Panathinaikos had their rut they stopped their scoring and everybody caught up and it was tight until through the playoffs um the so I really think I don't I don't think it's uh, I think we still have a, a shot in this. Are things kind of bad and frustrating now? Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, we're not we're not far off from the top by any means. One one or two drop matches from the other teams, and we're back, we're back right there at the top. I don't think that's the issue. But the VAR thing that you mentioned, Costa, look you can go on our Twitter right now. And you can see uh, we have one – you can see both of the different VAR calls, right, the, the lines from both. And even from, from VAR capture to VAR capture, they are not applied congruently. They are slanted separately. They are completely misaligned. If one, if one photo is aligned, then that means the other one is misaligned. you understand what I mean? So one of the two is incorrect. I believe the second goal was actually – the second goal called back was offsides i believe that was the correct decision i believe that the, that var line is is congruent my problem is the first one if you compare the two is is not in alignment at all and just so you guys know because they've said this before with var because a lot of people talked about oh var can't be wrong it's the computer var is still manually input the computer tells you the angles and and Uh, When you're lining up your lines, the actual alignment as it is on the field, it gives you the degrees and the measurements. You are still, as an individual, manually putting those on the screen. You are the one that's placing everything. The the computer is telling you how far off you are, and you're making minor adjustments because you're supposed to be able to make those adjustments on the fly. So there is still a human element of error in VAR, and this is the problem with VAR. It is the usage of VAR. That is also a problem, and, and it's inconsistent across Europe, uh, both inside the booth and outside of the booth. Uh, all of this I- exists in a vacuum, so um, th- that um, the the issue with VAR kind of lends to that. But I don't think we're going to see stuff like that. Like this was probably the most egregious thing I've seen in a couple of years, but we don't see that every week. You know what I mean? I I I don't think that we're going to see a And even if that's the case, like a should be good enough to beat this. Like that's, that's what we always say, right? If we were a proper Libyakos, Libyakos of all, we beat this. And that's, we need to focus on what we can control. Can we control the refs and VAR? No, we can't control that. We have to focus on our football and what we can do to make ourselves better. That is what we need to focus on. We still, we still have a chance to win this title. We have a couple of holes that need to be filled. And we have a couple of players that quite frankly need to fuck off. There's some players, I don't care the contracts that they have or what we spent, sunk cost. Some of these players that we're holding on to because we spent a lot of money to get them and we're paying them a lot of money, it's, uh, you're gone. That's it. You're done. Bring in bring in what we can on, in January to patch what we can and that's it. And then let the second part of the rebuild happen in the summer. We still have uh, a shot here though.
0: Uh, uh, obviously, Joros Yor- Yor- Yatru said something very accurate, we will likely be fourth in the table tomorrow evening, Ike are taking on Aris at home, and Pauk are facing Lamia also at home, I think. If they win, Olympiakos are fourth, uh, uh, Costa uh, do, anything you would like to add in uh, regarding my first question, and how do you feel about the fact that Olympiakos could be fourth, how is that going to affect the team, could be fourth?
2: to be honest i'm not really interested in looking at the league table right now um
0: but from I first think,
2: to fourth i mean we were second but
0: before that the before the juan carins
2: yeah but look man the league's going to be decided in the playoffs i i believe that i still think they're you know one, one of the sad things is that this league um challenge this season is actually one of the most interesting in modern history if not the most interesting yeah because because the competition is is intense like you guys were saying earlier the other the other teams bark AEK, Panathinaikos they've had their managers well Al Almeida now is in his second season yeah. um Jovanovic has been there for a while Luchescu has been there forever so, you know, those are close to like established rosters that they have. Like they have a way of playing and that's what I mean. Like it's competitive at the top. And you know, some of the lower teams, Offi you know, for example, or even Aris, like they're snatching points, or you know, Aris beat was the other week. So I don't think it's over by a long shot. But but you know we've got to we've got to also stop these self-destructive tendencies that that we have as a club. And you know I can't defend Diego Martinez for some of the things that he's done in the way that he manages during a game. You know sometimes making subs too early, sometimes making subs too late, sometimes making the wrong subs, and we can talk about a whole host of things. Cordón, you know, Cordón in the summer, man. It was, uh, you know, let him cook. uh, And now everyone's on about Vicente Iborra being rubbish and Kini being rubbish and uh, Freire and all of these, you know, signings that he's behind been below par. So you know, it's a a huge reality check for us. And I, I just, I just don't think the answer is sacking Diego Martinez right now because I don't think we can find anything better. I think that we can make some tweaks in january particularly at the 6 we don't have a 6 santiago hesse is not a 6 it really, like i talked about this on the last podcast the gap between the defense and the midfield um you know even the the attack has deteriorated lately but you know my point is to your question do we have any chance and how do we do it You have to have a family that's what they set out to build at the beginning of the season but they didn't get it right and now they need to fix it they need to cut the dead weight I'm fed up I am fed up of going on Instagram and looking at Gustavo Scarpa's stories of him skating or promoting someone that skates or him showing a picture of Lord of the Rings DVD set during the game, like during the time that his teammates are playing. It's like fuck off, mate. Just, just cut him loose. Him, Sol Buchan, um, Omar Richards, cut the squad. Do what we did last, this, this, this time last year, essentially. There's a lot of dead weight to cut. Bring in a good center back if we can, but don't spend money for the sake of spending money. Right. Yell can go.
1: Yell can go with them too. To be honest with you, who? B. L. Pep. B. L. Can go too. Join them.
2: That's a sad story, mate. Since last season, it's a sad story because he could have been something.
1: Absolutely.
2: He could have been something, but they for 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 whatever reason he hasn't clicked with the club. He came in and then they signed Tamiz Rodriguez, and then there were five players that could play the ten last season. Then this season he started on the right, you know, uh, it it hasn't worked for him. And he looked super frustrated when he came off today. I understand it, Um, but you know, we have to, if there's something good that we can take out of today's game, if I can even say that, is the reactions on the goals before they were chalked off. Where was that on Thursday? Where was that on Thursday, like the playing for the manager, the togetherness that where was it? That's a big question that I have, but like that's what we need to bring moving forward. if we can get over the psychological trauma of like everything that's happened again, another match that hasn't finished after the Bany Gos game, yeah, um. The players going off the field in tears because of the because of the gas, like the tear gas, like you know, you start to have questions like, "What the hell am I doing here?" Like, "What is this?" Call my agent, get me out of here. You know, you can't not worry about those things that the players are thinking about those kinds of things in their heads. But yeah. If they can if they can sort out those mental issues, the board has to i mean the board has to set the tone here because there's uncertainty over the manager if you're a player you're you're reading you're hearing that Martinez is gone what you need certainty if a player doesn't have certainty in 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 this in his surrounding situation you can't perform at your best. You can't perform at your best when you know the manager's there or he's not. Like There's no togetherness. So you need to nurture that. And the board, they have to bring some stability to the club. So they, they either need to cut the cord now. I think it's a bad decision to cut the cord with the manager. Or they need to come out tomorrow and end it and say we're staying with him until you know, whatever. He He's our manager. We support him. We'll make the necessary tweaks in january and we go from there and we do what we can
0: so let's sort this here what do we vote as gate seven international host we have a poll going on uh what do we vote on this i vote diego martinez in
1: look i i still i want the project i'm i'm sick of the carousel i can't do it anymore it i, I don't i don't know who we'd get the i I honestly, if we did fire him, I'd be against finding whatever garbage is going to come in next. Sorry, I'm not on this this train. Who with would you want? Who would you want?
2: Los Who would you nobody's want? Nobody's taking this job.
0: Nobody yeah, is, nobody's going to.
2: Nobody in their no, right no no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a, joke minute.
0: Joke Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. La 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 la. Easy. I'm asking Ari. He said, if he if he goes, I wouldn't want someone like Carvalho or Nuno Espirito Santo. Let's say he does go. What kind of manager would you have in mind?
1: I would oh. rather Iba Gaza do it if that's the case. That's that's
0: the answer I was looking for, Costa. That's the answer yeah. I was looking for. I, 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 like, I,
1: I what are we talking
0: about? I, I, I don't about? want. Re, Re, you, Re Costa, listen to me. If Diego Martinez leaves, and it could happen, if he leaves, that's what I'm asking, Ari. What kind of manager would you like? That's all. An ego. My,
1: who? He, he, well, yeah, that, that's also option two. But my, my, my own question is about is, the youth
0: side. There's question if, about what you, if, do, you, do you do with the youth side if Andy Go becomes manager again. Well, there's another I mean, issue that opens up, another yeah. door opens up, another Look, another void opens up
1: in the division. in the end, in the end, here's also what the problem is. Look now, the pattern of behavior we've created here. The you you fire a coach, you tell a coach you're you're open uh you're open to you're open to a project that a coach or a new sporting director is going to be they're they're going to look at your history like wait a minute they were supposed to allow these other projects to happen they fire coaches you know nonchalantly after one or two months who wants to deal with that and plus we don't offer the allure of champions league anymore like how do people not understand this you, you attract a different tier of coach. You attract a different tier of ma- of player, of ma- whatever it is, when you offer some regularity of Champions League or, or higher European competition. And we don't offer that. Who wants to deal with this nonsense? Who wants to deal with the Greek League? Who wants to deal with it? No, no top coach that can make a decent salary anywhere else is going to do it. No one, even if we have Ibagaza the rest of the season, good luck finding somebody that wants to deal with us in the summer. I don't, we would be looking for random coaches. We would be looking for somebody random in another league outside of the top 10 leagues. And then the second something bad happens, we end up firing them again. That's the pattern of behavior we have. That does nobody any good. I I would rather, I would much rather, I would much rather just finish the season see because you know things aren't as horrible as as people believe they are currently we're still in the chance for conference league we're not outside of first place yet but i do understand i do understand the the fear about okay now we have Martinez but gordon is elsewhere I understand that fear and if that if that part of the project is gone and that part of the that part of the what's the word I'm looking for that that relationship was part of the rebuild, and now that's been fractured. How does this rebuild get impacted? Is is Martinez going to have the same relationship with with um, Pedro Alves that he that he did with Cordon? Are they going to interact the same way? If if that's not the case, then then you then you do have to get rid of Martinez because then the rebuild is 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 is, is fucked to begin with but at, at this Did stage no I'm I'm not like I'm I, I can't do the carousel anymore man it's 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 doing my head in. I'm sorry
0: do you uh, Costa I I, don't, uh, I I suppose you agree with both of us right
2: you don't sack him before the Bachka Topola game man absolutely. absolutely I think Ari said it I already said it on the last pod too like you just don't sack him before that
0: game ridiculous
2: and and honestly like I thought that if the game ended normally Today, I think we would have found a goal one way or another. Like, I felt like we're going to take this, you know, they're not going to steal it. They're not, we're not going to let them do it. Even, even though we're not, we're we're far from solid. We're far from solid, but I felt that we could do it. So, no, I just, I'm totally against sacking him right now for all his faults. And I've said it many times before, like, he, he has his, um, he has his faults, but. Again, the situation he inherited—it was a complete fiasco, like of a situation. You talk about starting from zero. There's no expression to express what it was he inherited. And just the you, comparison, you had a
1: great Gosta on Twitter. You actually had a great like description or a great. Um... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for metaphor for like what this was Chapter somebody said 40. oh Martinez took a sinking ship and you said no the ship was already at the bottom of the ocean I yeah. thought that was a great metaphor
2: yeah 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 no uh, thank you uh, <laughs> I, yeah exactly mate and um, I made a comparison too, to to Martinez as well because you know you put out some stats about comparing the rebuilds what the results were like, and you know, what the tempo was like first season of Martinez versus Martinez. Um, <laughs> yeah, so behave, behave. Um, what did I want to say? Martinez came in April, Martinez came in April, he had a squad that was set, whereas we were really. Building as building the bridge as the summer went on, and adding pieces and then bringing in pieces late, so back et cetera. etc. So there was a formula there. There was a formula that got us through qualifiers, and then we had to add pieces to the formula. And then somewhere, you know, the food went a bit stale, and then the food started to go a bit wrong. Um, and now you need to change the recipe or we'll make some tweaks to the recipe to. You know, cut some things out that aren't really bringing anything. Uh, Giorgos <laughs> Moldzano saying, I've unfollowed Scarpa a long time.
0: Costa Levojani, influencer. He really, you, you, he, he's really got under my
2: skin. Like, I can't, the guy's not a footballer anymore. Ever since the yeah. the crypto, the crypto scandal where he lost a shit oh, yeah. ton of money in Brazil. Like, he's not, he, you know, he's finished as a footballer.
0: Uh, can I ask? Do you do, obviously when uh, when we hear a, a report here in Greece, we gotta take it with the smallest grain of salt possible. Every, a lot of a lot of reports were saying that Diego Martinez is done after Volos. Do you guys think that what happened today with all the well, all the VAR, all the VAR chaos, the the fan trouble, the uh, the police throwing tear gas? Do you guys think that maybe that saved him, or do you think it was bullshit? It was BS to begin with. I think about him going. I think it was BS, personally.
2: I don't think it was bullshit. I think, legit, they have been looking for a manager to replace him, but haven't been able to find one. Or at least, like, we've talked to... Between us, we've talked to enough people that know things, and we've talked to journalists. Um, What we've been told is that um, the initial report that came out after the Freiburg game it was a bit of sensationalism but it was a it was a qualified let's say statement because history shows that that is a very likely scenario that martinez could get sacked after eating four against balg and eating five in europe it's humiliating so it's you know you read the tea leaves like it's quite possible um there's been plenty of reports about managers so i, I don't believe it was bullshit that we've been looking for a manager but you know in In communication, you always have to adapt. You always have to adapt to what's going on around you and what the narrative is and what the context is. And I think, you know, things change today. Not only the way the players reacted, but also just everything that happened today. Are you going to, are you really going to throw? It feels like if we do cut the cord. We're throwing more oil on the fire. It's like, let's kind of make this situation even more kind of... What's the right words? More complicated than it is. Like, they, they talked about the club needing an electroshock. I think we got the electroshock today. We have got more than an electroshock. Oh, I don't think we need any more kind of snap decisions. Now's the time to... Now's the time for, for a bit of a bit of calm cool heads but are there cool heads is the question
0: what do you think Adi?
1: did they did, did, uh, did, did
0: they save martinez
1: perhaps so for look the in a normal i think maybe under like what we would consider a normal ownership it probably would right cuz no one would blame him for the retos mistake then the the called back goals but um the way that Aliakos has acted in the past, I don't think this situation is that because our club is just as likely to blame him and the refs, all like in the same sphere. You know what I mean? Like sure, they're they're, they're we already saw the statement. They're they're going to they're going to blame the refs. They've already called the Greek League a mafia, um, and 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 so on and so forth. But that doesn't mean they'll stop there. They they'll shift blame on everybody and, you know, they'll take they'll take it out on everybody. So I don't think he's more likely to be safe. I actually think that that just be- because we didn't get a win here, regardless of the circumstance, he still it makes it even worse for him. But um, that's that's me. I, I don't think I think it did make it worse for him, unfortunately.
0: I see the fans are very vocal on our comment section. Let's have a look at the poll. We asked you, would you fire Martinez? Four options: yes, no, no he's not the problem, yeah but others need to go too. So far, 33% of fans have answered no, he's not the problem, and the next uh, the next majority is no with 28%. Then we got yes with 20, and then we got yes but others need to go too 18%. So Our fans, Gate 7 International fans, they don't want Martinez gone. And I couldn't agree more because as I said on my own article, is we've changed more within the space of 12 months, we've changed more managers and Taylor Swift has changed boyfriends. Okay. Sorry, Swifties. Don't don't unsubscribe. (laughs) Please don't unsubscribe. No, they got power. They got power. They do that. No, they they do do. that. They do. So yeah, apologies. Apologies, Swifties, please. (laughs) Please, that was just a joke. Let's all calm down. You know, I wish her the best. Uh but nothing came of it. And like Costa said it so many times, and this needs to be repeated, who the hell is going to come and join Olympiacos, especially a, re- a respected manager? Why would they come to Oliviacos, especially after what happened yesterday, what happened with Juancar, what's going to happen next? Whether or not it involves us, it's a different story. Just be patient with this guy. Costa, you wrote an incredible article in the summer about why Diego Martinez failed at Espanol. And you said it you said it best i mean his, his success at granada is stupendous he took them from segunda division took them to the primera division on his debut season then first season in la liga he finishes seventh and do please correct me but i have a feeling that's granada's best ever finish in la liga definitely this definitely this century and then he takes him to europe to the europa League quarterfinals guys this guy has talent yeah he's no he's no carlo ancelotti but he has talent for olimpiacos at this stage where we're at he's good for olimpiacos he he can work at olimpiacos just stay the course let's see the vision like you said ari let's see the plan we got a nice comment here uh sorry i got the, got the wrong one here we will get back to that though <laughs> <laughs> okay no more of that no more of that uh guys well i would like to um to to just talk about uh, just uh, just talk a bit about why the ref why the match was halted uh we're hearing a lot of reports right now uh one of the um one of the reports i heard is that uh a police officer threw a tear gas towards the stands uh obviously the um the camera didn't show the actual scuffle i guess because of sponsorship deals but what we know is that tear gas was thrown towards the away end where Olympiacos fans were then they were shown all stacked up on the top on, on the, up there waiting to either leave or come back because the tear gas was too much so what I've read when it comes to possible penalties it's all gonna depend on the match report by the way by the referee which we're gonna know by tomorrow I guess um, if 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 there was indeed a fan and a pitch invasion that included violence then that could lead to a financial fine of somewhere between 50,000 euros and 250,000 euros as well as a 2 to 4 games played behind closed doors but if the fan invasion was in the surrounding area and it didn't include any violent act whatsoever then there's going to be no uh match no no matches played uh behind closed doors uh From then on i mean uh, if if we do get another penalty that means we're not going to have fans against panathinaikos in the cup as well and uh, we still have this ongoing we still have the current ban which is going to last until the ike game where we're going to play ike i don't know i don't know what to say from from then on guys i mean (laughs) batska topola next what do we look at now what do we look at how do we think when we think about olimpiacos what do we think now exactly
1: well, Costa, there's the only thing that really we really can look at. And I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that's going to be going on now off the field. There's going to be plenty of discussions about a coach this week, of course. There's going to be plenty of other things talked about. I'm sure players, there's going to be already discussions about players that are getting shipped out already. The ones that have uh, upset everyone. Pep BL, I'm sure will be talked about this week. Uh, but the 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 clear thing that needs to be focused on on the field and and coaching wise, and somebody brought it up in the comments already, is we have to figure something out with the defense. Uh, we have to figure out why we keep making so many mistakes. Why we why we're so leaky there. If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna shift the focus of what we're discussing, like away from the off the field issues or referees or coaches. The, the, major, the major football discussion we need to have and the major football thing that needs to be talked about by Diego Martinez is how do we solidify what's going on there? Because this is, as much as I don't, you know, I, I, I think that the scheme the scheme functions for various reasons I brought up before. We have too many individual mistakes that have led to things, uh, like the goals, for example. I mean, look, look at the Freiburg game eating five goals with with an xg under 2 that was the story of our entire europa league game our we have one of the top defenses in terms of uh the the number of opportunities we've limited one of the lowest uh xg per shot allowed so we allow the least quality opportunities against us yet we are eating goals left and right uh games like today against uh against volos where where our defense is, again, limiting opportunities, but we give, we give up two penalties, two stupid penalties. Retos, again, and this isn't the first time Retos has given up something like that. Uh, Ibora, uh, you know, giving up another one, different story altogether. Rega- whatever it is, that has to be, we, we, we need to figure that part out first. So on the field, that's what we have to fix. Whether it's a scheme thing, we we've talked about the press and and how it shifts into a 424 uh and how we leave kind of two midfielders while we have a little bit of a gap whether that coverage has to be fixed and we need to re- re- like revert to something else that needs to be done we need to see we need to see martinez adapt we need to change things up here i find it really amazing how diego martinez in all the film i watched before when when he first signed and we did the tactics analysis was one of the most versatile coaches i'd ever seen changing things constantly game after game after game depending on depending on the the type of team he fought uh, he would play against but yet for libercos we 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 kind of seem to do the same thing and and it was if it's not if it's not one it's the four three three against better competition that hasn't worked either so that if we're talking about on-field adjustments we need to figure out is it the how do we solidify the defensive line specifically the central defense and if it's not just the central defensive pairing or the, the central defense that's a problem how do we fix the gap between the central defense and the midfield these this is the stuff that we have to focus on as a team this is what we can control forget what's going on outside forget the refs forget all the the nonsense with that ball forget the the administration for the players on the field and martinez what he can focus on he needs to fix that. He needs to find out what the, what, the, what the solution is. What are we going to do to give coverage to the back line so that we stop leaking these ridiculous goals? Because we are better than that, and we shouldn't be leaking these. That's, that's for me, the, what we have to focus on.
0: Clear as day. What do you think,
1: Costa?
2: I think the versatility question has to do with the fact that when you're joining a new team... As he's done this season, and a team that's going through a rebuild, you don't want to play around with it too much. You want to, you want to set a framework for the players to work in. And we've seen we've seen that since since he started, right? This four four two slash four two four formation um, with its variations, and then you know the first time we saw him change it was against West Ham at home the the 4-3-3 with alexandropoulos and you know the the three six slash eights because none of them are sixes and none of them are really eights apart from maybe maddie um so i I think there's an explanation to that to the you know why haven't we seen more versatility from martinez um i i repeat to a point, what I said earlier about the gap between the midfield and the defence. If you're an opponent coach and you look at us, what do you tell your team? You tell them, hit them hit them on the wings in transition because the wing backs are high up and the wingers don't track back. So every time it's like you're you're either one on one or you've got two against ones on our left side or our right side, there's an overload. And otherwise, you just over, you overload the, the bit between our midfield and 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 defence, and that's what led to the first goal, to the penalty. That's what led to the second penalty, because you've you know you ha- you get the ball through through those channels, and our, it's too late, and our guys have to bring their players down. Um, it, if you look at all the goals we conceded, like Paqueta in London, Paqueta in uh, okay the one in uh the one in Galeskaki was Kinney's bad clearance, but all the goals look similar yeah so they need to fix that i think for me for me more than buying a center back I think priority number one in the in the January window is a six like a defensive midfielder there's literally not that there, there are two profiles that can play defensive midfield anchorman in this squad Ibora. Not reliable. I think he gave what he had to give for the qualifiers. Don't know what else he can give. Uh, And Andreas Doi, who only played in that position during the friendlies. Maybe one or two of the first games of the season where he was brought on as a sub. Uh, Since then, he's been used as a centre-back. Lastly, next game against Pancera No Retos, no Poroso, no Freire. So we're going with uh, Doi Biancon center back pairing again.
0: Or, probably. or Biancon, uh, Ibora can play still, can he? Yeah, suspended? he can,
2: but he can, but I think he'll go with Doi Biancon probably. probably. That's my feeling anyway. But you you don't have uh, you don't have a hell of a lot of choices back there and Panzerägo's caused some trouble first game of the season that we played them. They it's gonna be a, very tricky. difficult
1: to break down. Yeah, that's, that's,
2: gonna, gonna, be that
0: a, that that's gonna be a tricky true. game. That is indeed true. Uh as we approach an hour of this show, guys, please do not forget to like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you like this video, uh this uh, will really, really help the algorithm and please spread the word. We're on three thousand six hundred subscribers, uh very close to four thousand. Uh let's get the word out. Uh, so Costa you kind of touched on it you said when it comes to the January transfer window it's important to get a number 6 in uh, I would like to ask both of you uh when it comes to the January transfer window what is it that how, how do you think Olympiacos should uh should tackle that Costa do you think we should sign another uh, another uh, another player other than a number 6
2: Again my my main thing is don't don't spend money for the sake of spending money I um Sadly, I feel like Jovetic was a was a waste. You know, I I mentioned why am I saying that? Because everyone I see a lot of people saying, oh, we need to sign a striker. It's like, yeah, but as one of the players told us this summer, if you want to buy a striker, like a good striker, to make a difference, you have to pay. You have to pay money, not just his contract, but like that costs money. Same for a same for a centre back, like we have not, we've not replaced Prime El Arabi. We haven't replaced it. El Kabi feels like s- such an underwhelming option when you look at him, like a player that's no disrespect, like he's he's banned goals in, but he's just not the the prototype Olimpiako striker. I think he's a decent squad player to have. Maybe, maybe a little bit better than Hassan in some ways. Um, but, you know, Jovetic, did we. Re- Jovetic feels like a panic buy. He's fragile. He's fragile. He hasn't really. You know, has he scored? Like, he scored a penalty, gave an assist in the offie game. But otherwise, man, no way exactly near. No way near. It's just like you have El Arabi. Even if he's like they're kind of the same. Like, they're both in the twilight of their careers. I honestly wouldn't mind going with El Arabi, El Kabi, and uh, Babis Costulas or Al Gassim Bar as a third option. Rather than bringing in some, I don't know, like, just someone for the sake of bringing someone. No. No. Even this guy that's being talked about, Carranza, from the MLS, I know for a fact his name's going to come up again in the January transfer window. Personally, never seen the guy play. Ari, maybe you can tell us more, but, but it feels like a massive gamble for a player that I think we're going to have to pay an arm, arm and a leg for. They, were, you know, If the rumours are true, we were offering six or seven million in the summer for him and they rejected it. We're going to pay another six or seven million after, after what happened with Biel. But, you know, Labro made a really good point on the last podcast. It, 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 think about it this way. If you look at today's squad, who do you keep around next season? I promise you
0: it's less than 10 players out of the and squad. How many of we... them would want to stay, though? Because Juan Mbom showed really... us that uh, not a including lot of those kind that. of players will stick around.
2: In- including that consideration. Think about it. Pascal like out of contract. Rodinei, stay. Uh, Ortega, stay. Retos stay. That's, uh, that's three. Hesse, does he go? Tran- big transfer move? Retos
0: Arezz- could also be sold, though. Sure,
2: sure, 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 sure. sure. None. I mean, exactly. Uh, Madikamara, out of contract. Masuras, out of contract. Sobakin, on loan. Scarpa, on loan. Alexandropoulos, on loan. Padense on loan. Brinich, contract. El Arabi, out of contract. El Kabi, out of contract. Jovetic, out of contract. (laughs) You see? Where's the call? Where's the call for next year?
0: I would like to bring Hawaii representative Labrosirmos. All of this bullshit with referees is a distraction to how shambolic this club is run (laughs) And administered. Ari, what do you, how do you think we should, uh,
1: we should approach the January transfer window, if any? Well, uh, I'm waiting. Lambert looks like he's ready to sell me something in that picture. So I'm waiting to see what he's about to offer me. I think but, he wants your uh, vote. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mayor fraud of Hawaii. Um, and what do you think no, about so-
0: Carranza as well?
1: Well, so there was a question uh, somebody had. I think it was Nolan Lidner Fox had asked about what our budget will be, or what our transfer budget's going to be in the winter. And that plays into kind of what I believe I both should and will happen. So we had to sell, I brought this up multiple times in the summer, we had to sell at least 20 million worth of players. I didn't expect us to spend more than 10 million euros and I don't think we did. Um, but we had to sell 20 million because of some FFP trouble we were going into needed that revenue to offset that. We didn't make it to Europa league. We're not going to be, we're going to be in conference league. This, this now is going to result in uh, a lower forecast in revenue because we're in conference league versus Europa league. So we can't, we can't forecast uh, or conditionally forecast revenue to be able to get more players. Better players, more expensive players, which means we will have to sell in January. And I don't just mean, I don't just mean cutting contracts to save those. We have to sell players if we want to sign them. So that being said, if since this is going to be part of the problem, I'd rather us not get some worthless loans like we got. We already saw Freire. forget about it. Uh Keeney. I don't. I I said in the scouting report. I didn't think he and Ibota were guys that were supposed to be main players. They were supposed to be depth options and also just to get us through qualifiers. We can't sign anything else like that. We need something else. I would much rather pull from the B team and pull from the academy. Algasimba, he won an award for the best B team like B team player in in the Super League in Super League two last season. Why haven't we given this shot in the first team? Can he be any worse than what we've seen? No, and he's healthy. So I, 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 I don't. That needs to be what the strategy is. You know what? The budget's tight. We're not going to have a lot of great fixes in January anyway. Guess what? Let's rely on something that's already that's already here. That's what I would rather see. Uh, Carranza, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, he plays for he plays for a team that I don't think. I don't think is that good and he does. He's actually the only player for it's like for over 10 years from the organization that he plays for that's won a player of the week award twice. So he's a decent player but here's the problem. It's the MLS and how is he going to transition to Greece? The MLS is a shitty league. I live in the United States. I will tell you, it has improved. The league has improved, but it's still <laughs> garbage. You have guys that can score a hundred goals against literally defensive players that make less than eighty thousand dollars a year, dollars, not euros, dollars. Okay, so Messi even said that you're not—he's not playing against like real, real players. He said that in an interview because it's true. What kind of defenders this te- the league here isn't incentivized to to build good teams or to build defenses. You buy attacking players, that's what everybody wants. That's what wins you the league. So you have garbage defenders. Why spend the money on it? So no, I don't think a I don't think a guy from the MLS is going to really help us. This is actually a great comment. Yes, Yakumakis is a star in the MLS. So he he won like the best new player in the MLS. He like outdid Messi, which is absurd. But anyway, <laughs> just to give you, just to give you an idea. So if, if you think Garanza is going to be a great addition for us, you would then have to think if Yakumakis would be right. So, and I don't think Yakumakis is that great of a player. So that's, that's my answer. I would rather us promote Agassin Ba He looks good guys when he's playing. Also, congratulations to DB Quieta, who's been injured for like two seasons, and he had a brace of goals today. We've got talent. We've got yeah. talent in this organization. Let's promote it. I would rather, if the season is going to be a bust, I would rather us start promoting some of this talent. Sure, maybe maybe Costulas is a little bit too young for us to like really thrust in there. Fine, needs to be practicing with the first team. Muzakitis needs to be practicing with the first team. Let some of these guys practice. Let them practice with the team. Start building up from here first because we need to do what Per Zetterberg had told us about the outlook from Swedish clubs. If the player you're bringing in isn't 100% better than what you have already in an academy or on, you know, from one of your young guys that's in the academy, you do not spend the money on them. We we posted the stats from the um the the football observatory and and Greek Greek clubs. It was like we we showed less than like thirteen percent of our overall minutes to youngsters. Disgusting. Oh boy, where's Ramon? That's the question.
2: Where's Ramon? No, I. Costa, I you wanna... wanted to add
0: something? No, I think
2: um, Ari Ari touched on a few a few of the points that I wanted to raise uh, about how we can better utilize the B team. And some of the talent we have in the in the youth. Um the other one I wanted to mention was Kalo Yeropoulos. I thought yeah. he looked pretty good. I thought he uh, looked pretty and, good. And, today. And sorry
0: to interrupt you, but the goal that he scored as an own goal, uh, I, I blame that guy, Shelley, who for some reason he crouched when the, when the when the cross came in from Rodine, he he crouched. And I think that took Kalo from surprise and he had very little time to think what he's gonna do, and he just did that it's much better than doing nothing go ahead please sorry to. And, and, and
2: then there was um there was a there was an action like five minutes after that where he actually was in front of goal and he got his foot in the way of a cross and you know diverted the ball over the bar so he wasn't afraid to go in for the challenge on that one as well even though he just scored nine goal and in general like I thought he you know he was going one-on-one with Fortunis One of the best dribblers in the league. Did really well, man. Um, and he's still young. He broke onto the scene when he was 16. He made his debut with Martins. I don't he must be 19, 18, 19 now. You know, it makes me think looks looks better than some of the centre backs we have on our team. Um, so yeah, and you know, Dibby Cater as well. Um, that's a that's a big positive today like you said a guy that's been out for two seasons getting two goals today against Kanya who's top of the table in Super League 2 3-0 win today for the for the B team so props to them um Ibarasa's obviously doing something something well since he came back last season his return was uh, also a spark plug for Augustine Bar's goal streak at the end of last season. So, yeah, like, you know, we can sit here and discuss this all day, but at least from the outside looking in, it I can't really see the connect between um, between the B team and, and the first team. I can understand to a point that the manager, again, in a first season, doesn't want to take the gamble. I mean, he's not taking the gamble with players like Brynjic, <laughs> so, so yeah, no man. The, the um, uh, I, I don't know. Again, it, it goes back to kind of the point that I made earlier. The board's got to set the tone. For where do we go from here? Um, there's been a lot of talk in the press about you know the, the the chairman speaking with Gordon and coordinating with the new guy Alves about what to do. Stop! Stop talking and start doing. Yeah, stop talking and start doing. Like, are we, you know, are we just going to throw cash at people in the in January? I hope not. Are we going to cut the squad and start promoting players like Doran Leidner, who's coming back? Because mm-hmm. we've got gaps at left back. Like when when Ortega's not playing, Kinney's not mm-hmm. performing. Doran Leidner's coming back. Is he going to get a chance? or are we going to wait for Omar Richards before we play
0: him? oh man I'm more likelier to play at left back than Omar Richards I'm afraid probably uh before we go to man of the match and coach is great I'd like to finish this on a, on a positive note from our own lab uh, labrosinos has been destroyed by the management what we speak about will never happen with current management so there's some positivity for everyone uh, so guys Coach is great man of the match. Who wants to go first? Ari, you're, you're you're alphabetical.
1: Uh, man of the match. I mean, who who do you give man of the match today? I mean, goals were called back. Who do
0: you, who, who? You let know me try.
2: I, I let, let let me try. Um, no, no, go I, ahead, Costa. I I, <laughs> I I'm having trouble thinking about like performance wise who i thought was exceptional because nobody was right um, i i would just give it to Masuras because of what he did yeah after that i was thinking of that yeah i just i really i really liked the um, the reaction from him you can tell though like he's a player that's really benefited from the way that you know he's used i mean martinez has used him as a striker he, when i was at a press conference after the Ghent game i asked martinez like what's what's your idea when you play when you play masoudas as a striker like he's never never really played there before why and you know he he was very you know he was full of praise for masoudas for his effort and you know this is a player that we we moan about him sometimes or a lot of times on the pod Again, Greek players are always the easiest targets, but if you think about it, you can't really blame him for anything. Like he gives everything every game, and he's got his his uh, his weaknesses, his strengths, and you know, uh, I you know, I want to give him a, a shout out today. I think what he did was, uh, you know, it could help hopefully galvanize the squad to a point uh, because. The other, uh, hang on, like before that, they didn't go and celebrate with the coach, did they? It was really him. Like, yep. no, no, El Kabi
0: celebrated with his teammates, but then after Masura scored, they all celebrated and they all celebrated after El Kabi scored. After the well. third, yeah, yeah,
2: but right. Masura had already set the tone, is what I'm trying yeah. to say,
0: yeah well if I could if I could help maybe maybe I could help Paris because I'm, I'm also stumped. according to sofa score Rodine and Julian Biancon were our best players 7.7 both of them quite a match from Biancon. Biancon wasn't earth-shattering obviously not the new Melberg by a long shot but quite a decent performance from him today maybe another option at uh, at center back with this de- defensive crisis slash panos Rezo's getting a red card uh, uh, issue going on. I'd give it to Biancon happily, happily for him. Actually, you no know what? I know who standout, I'll give so it. Biancon.
1: I know who I give my man of the match to. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, my man of the match goes to Achilles Beaus, because he could have kept the players in there. We would have lost three. We would have lost three nothing again. Probably had another point deduction, and it would have been an even bigger disaster with with fans. So we're not going to have. We're not going to be minus four. So. Because he said he didn't want Volos to be any part of a team facing or any part of a team that gets punished, or and be a part of a team getting punished. So, there you go.
0: I think they didn't. I think they they they, they came out because they knew basically that they couldn't uh, they couldn't really pin that on Olympiacos getting a punishment because that was pretty much the police doing what they did with both sets of players running actually this was, this was a very serious situation, guys like both sets of players couldn 't couldn 't breathe they were their eyes were were, were tearing it, This was a very serious situation. the way they left they weren 't supposed to leave that way. Thankfully, someone at the stadium had the wherewithal to open that uh, that door over there because they were supposed to the entrance and the exit was on the other side of the door was on the other side of the stadium, which they would never dare to do to to, to make that trek and someone had the wherewithal to open that for them so big ups on them so uh, guys and bails lost weight too he definitely lost weight can we stop talking about Achilles Beos? because i feel like i've already used enough curse words and i don't want youtube to ban us or whatever. have you guys
2: ever experienced tear gas
0: never never no where did you experience highly
2: unpleasant it? highly unpleasant
0: i've heard so how did um, you um how did you experience it
2: Ayakoli Biagos. The season we lost two one with the uh, Karim goal, and then the two goals that they scored at the end, Yakumakis and uh, whoever it was before that. I think uh, Yeah. Tregunski, corner, and then the Yakumakis and a finisher at the end. Uh, yeah. Before the game started, there was um, there was clashes between our fans and uh, Matt, like the uh, the police outside the stadium, and I was about. I was about 300, no, 400 metres away from what was going on. And you could see they threw tear gas at our boys. And within about two, three minutes, it came over. It came over to us. Yeah. And I just remember, like, my eyes starting to flare up. Um, and my throat feeling, the only way I can describe it is just red hot. Red hot, like, burning my eyes burning my throat burning you get the gas on your hands so you can't like do this if you do this it gets worse um yeah man uh i i heard from some people inside the stadium today that they didn't open the gates for a long time so they or at least like the police had thrown the tear gas into the stands and the gates were closed so like, women children families that went to watch the game they were just stuck there. They couldn't get away. So yeah. So sorry, sorry. That's a um, shitty way to to end this. But but yeah. Tear gas. Not not pleasant. Not pleasant at all.
0: When it comes to coaches' grade, I mean, I personally would give Diego Martinez a B minus. That sounds a little high, but I think I'd give him a B minus because of the fact that after all those reports, after all that speculation, and considering that if that was true. The guy was professional from this, from the, from the first minute until the last. He was a pro in there, and I feel like his team management wasn't that bad today. If anything, it was, a lot. It, it looked a lot better. I mean, thinking quickly after that red card on Ressos and bringing in Santiago Eze because he bought, I had to go at center back. I feel like he did pretty well today, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, he won this game. He won this game. I mean, VAR got in the way. Olibiacos, in my opinion, won this game 4-2 he won this game after a horrible result against freiburg he saw the stones he so he showed class against all this uh, uh against all this drama i would give him a b minus C.
1: ari C. why I- i'm gonna be honest with you costa like i didn't i didn't think we were playing that special and i know i was in and out constantly because i was watching it on my phone um, on a train so but i mean l- leading up to it i didn't think we looked fantastic and and it it is his job to prepare uh it is his job to prepare the team you know the the mistakes the mistake from from Rezzos, the mistake from ibora there's two it's 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 happened it start it's happening too frequently and <sighs> I still think we, we have the talent. We, we should have been able to, to, to beat this team, manufacture more opportunities, and we didn't. Um, also, some of the changes I, I really didn't like. I mean, Carvalho, man, I mean, yeah. how does this guy keep getting game time when he's done absolutely nothing for us since preseason? I, I, it's, really, it's really boggling my mind. Um so don't may, have
2: options I mean, in midfield, Ari. Sorry to cut you off. Like we don't have options in midfield. That's
1: and that's true. You're right, man. It's it's very true. But I I don't know. Maybe maybe C's too harsh, maybe, maybe C plus, but I like, yeah, he, he was professional, but I mean what I expected from the talk about oh, the players talked about this and that, I, I didn't I didn't see that on the field. Um um you know it took it took us going getting red card and it took them getting fired up about some bad calls here and there for me to really start to see the fire and I don't know maybe maybe it's also because like I've been upset and disappointed most of the day so it's kind of like hampering the good things uh maybe when I watch the game a second time I'll have a different opinion on it but right now I'm just not I'm not I wasn't overly impressed no, there, that?
2: There, there's nothing about the way that we play right now that shows um, a plan, even though like earlier in the season there seemed to be, at least going forward, a way of playing and an um, identity that was being developed. In the last couple of games, you just haven't seen that at all, even against a lesser side today, no disrespects. Um, so, you know, the other thing today is I thought Yusef Aladi could have come on earlier in my mind. Um I thought he reacted quickly with the Hesse change. I agree with you there, Costa, but yeah, it's pretty much either a B minus or a C, C plus. Um, maybe just a straight up C today from him. Um and I I I, I, sh- I showed you guys um a screenshot before the game started, of our bench today. And you look at our bench today, Hesse, Carvalho, El Arabi, Kini, Zolaikis, Doi, Alexandropoulos, Karakutis and Brinic. Who's the game changer though? El Arabi, maybe, at 37 years of age, however old he, however old he is now. Um, that's it. There's no one else on that bench today that I think, you know, bring him on, he's going to change the game for me so can you blame him in terms of what he has available he decided to drop also back in today sign of things to come
0: it is a sign of things to come yeah well guys this is it today i mean um we're way over an hour almost an hour and a half Volos, Olympiacos 2-2, two, two. still a lot of questions, a uh, lot of drama that's going to, we're expecting a lot more drama tomorrow, depending on the match report right there, I was Kostas Lianos uh, or Costas with a K, if you prefer, I was joined by Ari Bulubasis and Costas Levoyanis or Costas with a C, guys, unless you got something else to add, 9, I think we covered all bases here. Uh, guys thank you so much for joining us obviously do not forget to like and subscribe as it really really helps the channel don't forget to join us on patreon uh, patreon.com slash gate 7 international we'd love to have you over there and guys until then thank you for joining us and we will see you next time